Hello! Welcome back! Thank you so much for tuning in. My name's John, I'm here to introduce you to Episode 3. But before I do that, I'd like to discuss with you a little bit more about my character Gwillem and his familiar Rupert. Now, who is Gwillem? Of course, he's an elf, he's a wizard. But who exactly is this elf wizard? Well, Gwillem is a bit of an odd duck and also a loner. He finds peculiar, gross, and strange things to be fun and exciting. Having existed for hundreds of years around others that often fail to make fifty, it's uh, affected Gwillem's view of other heritages, and has also led him to find more peace alone, and he's hesitant to form deep connections with others. His one true friend, though, is his familiar Rupert. Rupert had been just a taxidermied curiosity that Gwillem kept as an imaginary friend, but when Gwillem learned magic, he used it to turn Rupert into his familiar. I got the inspiration for Rupert from the Volpertinger folktale, except instead of a rabbit, I chose a skunk. I thought it suited Gwillem a little bit better to have an odd creature. Now, episode two was great. Each character was able to feature a strength of theirs. Borwin raged and cleaved a monster. V ran down a gremlin on her trusty pup, Henry. Jack started an investigation, and Gwillem tossed some spells around and was able to heal some of the party. Keep an ear out for more critical hits and misses. We are going to continue using crit decks to add a little bit more fun and flavor. Please, reach out. Let us know how we're doing and what your favorite parts are. You can find us on social media or email us at fourglorypod at gmail.com. That's F-O-U-R glorypod at gmail.com. And now, I am pleased to present Episode 3. The floor is Larva! Last time on the Four Glory Podcast. The surface layer of algae explodes. Orwin begins to start breathing heavy. A bizarre growl from a frog? <laughs> Orwin's just gonna start yelling back at this. Don't time. worry about that. Don't worry about anything. Oh no. Yeah, Uh-oh. here we go. We don't have Pop to. that out of here. Oh, we do. We do. <laughs> we got some new friends coming to play. Oh, fuck me. Out of the water! We're getting pinched here. How about you pick on someone your own size, eh? As fast as it can, which isn't too fast, but as fast as it can. It's coming. Who's next? It goes, ah, my back! favorite magic missile. Bring it, ugly. Backfire, you hit yourself instead of the target. This thing, it's dumb. Oh, no, really! No vomit this time, though. (laughs) Don't worry about it. You know what, guys? I'm sorry about everything I've ever done. (laughs) Strong words from, uh, weak men. What do you say? You want to go show that one a lesson? You, you feel good about yourself, though. Uh, I rolled another one. Can you believe it? Your story continues now. The thick swamp air fills your lungs as you prepare to continue your expedition within Gauntlet Keep. The supposedly simple endeavor of investigating a dim glow coming from an ancient lighthouse therein has been fraught with attacks from unexpected extraplanar aggressors. 
Your moment of respite has reached its end as the magical illumination from the elf staff begins to stir. It seems Gwillem has finished his applications of first aid. Jack opens his eyes and he turns to the group and he says, I've got a hunch about what's going on over here. Let's follow these scorch marks. Uh, Barwin will follow behind. V will get up from her kneeling, dust off her knees, and then she will hop up on Henry's back. Follow along. So Jack is going to slowly proceed, just kind of following the scorch marks to see where they lead. You proceed further into the ruins, towards the darkness, but Gwillem's behind you and he's got his light spell active still, so you're able to see pretty well. You pass a door on your left-hand side, and scorch marks continue along the wall. You reach an additional door on the left-hand side. The chamber to the right of you is crowded with rubble from the collapse of the ceiling and the second floor. There's scattered rocks and timbers and bricks and moss everywhere. You can make out that the chamber proceeds to another door. Are the scorch marks going to that uh, northernmost door up here? Well, looking around, the scorch marks kind of are all over the place. All over the walls, the ceiling. It looks like it's safe to assume that the scorch marks that are all around you are part of the reason for all of the destruction to the upper level. The door on our left, is it locked? Well, you can give it a try. Let's find out. Okay. I will carefully try to open the door, also keeping an eye out for any kind of traps. You check the door for traps, and you don't find anything unusual. This door is pretty similar to the other ones. It's uh, made out of wood with iron banding, gray with age, with some swelling to the wood from the moisture in the air. Doesn't appear to be locked, either. Jack is going to place his hand on the handle of the door, turn to his companions and nod, and slowly open the door. Before you open it, Gwilym yes. is going to just look at uh, Jack very quizzically and say, Jack, of all the doors we've passed so far, and of all the other ones, why is this the one? Honestly, I can't say. And he just shrugs his shoulders. Well, we're in it now. Guessing away. Okay. And he slowly opens the door. Alright, you push. Takes a little bit of effort, but you're able to pop it open. Does this door also happen to fall off its hinges and uh, fall apart? It does not. No, it's a little bit swollen, a little bit difficult to move, but it still opens without much issue. And you guys are able to see into there okay? Uh, I can see yeah. a pizza wedge. Well, yeah, I, that's because we're having pizza for dinner. Woo! Yay! Uh, but yeah, that's, that's something that'll change as uh, visibility uh, improves, but you guys are able to make it into there. Okay. You enter the room. In the collapsed ceiling, in the middle of the room, is left a ragged hole in the wooden roof. There's rotten tapestries all over the walls. They're tattered. The designs are completely obscured by mold and rot. You can't tell what's on there at all. Basically, ancient, ruined tapestries. There's some arrow slits facing outward. We're able to see through those just faintly to make out the impenetrable fog. 
There's not much moonlight out there anymore. In the center of the room are the remains of a fancy dining table, utterly destroyed by the collapse from the roof above. Okay. Peering into this room without actually stepping into it, can Jack see any scorch marks along the walls or the floors at all? It's too dark in there to really make anything out. Okay. Right. And Jack steps inside. Gwillem will follow. With the lighting better, now that you've got Gwillem with you, you're able to make out an additional door on the southern wall. Just probably about ten feet in to the chamber. Jack is going to look at this door and kind of say out loud, not really speaking to anyone, wonder if this is the door that leads to that other passage. Well, I'm wondering a great many things. It seems we're creating more questions than we're answering. Let's thoroughly check this room before we move on, shall we? Agreed. Is there anything that I could find here that would make use of my that's odd ability? Hmm. You know what? You're able to make out with your keen investigatorial instincts some bones from the rubble and ruin of the table in the center of the chamber. Jack isn't going to say anything, but he is going to walk over there and take a closer look at those bones. Not necessarily touching them, just kind of getting like a, like a closer look at them. Okay, so this goes off right away. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there goes the initiative tracker. All right, so... <laughs> Go ahead and take a guess what's happening here. Danger. Yep, deal with it. You approach the bones sticking out from underneath the table, trying to get a better look at them. As you do, you can feel the hair on the back of your neck stand up on end. And you get a little hint of a smell of ozone, kind of like if you were standing in front of the fans at a sharper image back in the day. That kind of smell. Hmm. And from the rubble and wreckage rise six ghostly kobolds rushing out and shouting and howling in their kobold voices. With that, I need everybody in this chamber, that's all of you, to roll a will save. Oh dear. Will save. Oh yeah. Boy. Jack rolled an 18. 18's good. Borwin rolled an 8. V rolled a 17 and Henry rolled a 22. 17 is not high enough. Oh. Uh, then I'm going to assume my 14 for Gwillem is also not high enough. No, it is not. <laughs> okay, does anybody get a bonus on will saves against fear effects, mental, emotional, enchantment? Oh, 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 oh. Yes, yes, yes. I am a wishborn poppet. Oh, if I roll a success on a saving throw. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, no, you got to roll the success first. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't help. Anybody that rolled an 18 or better is frightened one. Ooh. You gain the frightened one condition. If you rolled less than that, if you rolled above an 8, but less than 18, is a failure, so you get confused for one round and frightened two. Oh, shit. Yeah, did anybody get a uh, 8 or lower? Uh, you got an 8. You got an 8, so you are confused for two rounds and frightened three. Fuck me, man. <laughs> oh. Everybody roll for initiative. 
Jack rolled a 14. V rolled a 20. Willem rolled a 6. Nice. Oh no. Borwin got a 9 on his initiative. There you go. So first up at the top of the order is the ghosts of the six kobolds. Do they appear on the map? No. Okay. They don't. <laughs> uh, they're, How rude. They move around so much. They swoop and dart around the room. And all of them hone in and attack at once, swooping through and kind of piercing through the body of Jack Thorne. Oh, no. Oh. Give me a will save. Another one? Oh, no. Yeah, another one. All right. Oh, that's a critical. That is a 22. Let me double check what that does. You take no damage. Nice. So you're able to repel their mental assault on you with your keen investigator's intellect. We're going to move along to V. Do I see anything? You see these spirits dancing about in this area and trying to trying to move around and kind of frighten everyone. Okay. Well, first action, V will take her lance. I'm sorry. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> that's, that's what happens when I panic. I'm just like, eh. Yeah. All right. All right. For her first action, she takes out her lance. And then... Well... Seeing that these things are attacking and being a menace, she will urge Henry forward for a charge. The so one nature check. Not gonna be enough. She rolled an eight. Oh, so what happens in that case? Nothing. Instead, Henry is barking at all the ghosts and just not moving. Okay, so you still got one more action. What are you going to do? Are they close? Can I attack at the things in the air? They move around so quickly in this whole area that there's not really a good way to nail down exactly where they are to try to hit them. So uh, you spend an action, then we're going to do this, uh, swinging at them, and it's it's impossible to connect. You know, If you get your lance in the right position, they don't seem to care at all. It phases straight through them. That would be all the three actions, then. Oh, hold on. So, uh, V, you had the confused condition. Oh, right? no. In your confusion, you start flailing about with your with your lance trying to strike these ghosts. And instead, you make contact with your friend Jack here. Oh. So, go ahead and make an attack roll. This is against Jack's AC. <laughs> Roll the one. That's a six on the, t- the fumble, I guess. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's take a look. I, I hope you hit yourself. That way, I can say what I want to say. Okay. So we're gonna take a card here. It says, uh, "You drop the weapon you use for your attack. It lands one d six times five feet away from you in a random direction. So five feet away from you. So we'll just say it falls." to your side uh, next to where Jack is so to his okay. left one in the rubble there Jack are you confused or nope, are you I still I only have a frightened one okay. and that's it okay so that'll that'll actually go away at the beginning of the turn so Jack avoiding V's lance attack turns his attention back to the ghosts and he's going to try to attempt a recall knowledge check 
try and figure out what's going on here. Okay, so I'll roll that for you. You are trained in the right skill for it. Well, we'll give you this bonus. It's a little bit higher. So, that's enough to tell you these ghosts, they're incorporeal. There's no, no way you can make contact with them with your weapons. Okay. You're going to have to try something other than hitting it to try to get rid of these things. Hmm. Can I try to communicate with these ghosts? Sure, what are you doing? Jack is going to try to speak to these ghosts. Calm yourselves. We're, we're not here to hurt you. Who are you? You get no response that you can understand from these things. Okay. Then for my final action, just in case something else or these ghosts suddenly do try to attack, Jack is going to parry. Okay. Next in line is going to be Borwin. You're, you're confused currently, aren't you? That is correct. Oh, boy. All right, so the panic that has taken hold of your heart and your mind has caused you to swing your axe wildly, trying to strike these ghosts that are just swarming at you. The nearest person to you is Gwillem. Unfortunately, you're going to attack him. So go ahead and roll an attack roll against Gwillem. Ooh. Ooh, does an 18 it hit you? It does. Hi, dude. Yikes. <laughs> So, Borwin's axe swings and it, it hits you for nine damage. Gets, uh, it gets planted pretty deep! Oh, no. Oh! oh. Right, Borwin, make a second attack. Well, uh, oh. I'm sorry, just before he makes that second attack, because I'm confused and I got hit, I get to make a DC-11 flat check to see if I come out of confusion myself. Oh, yeah, go for it. I do, I rolled a 19, so Gwillem will snap out of confusion himself as he gets this uh, axe buried in between his shoulder blades. <laughs> Yikes. Alright, well, Borwin, go ahead and make your second attack. That's a 10 on the die. Uh, let me see, I am no longer considered flat-footed because I'm not confused anymore, so uh, that is not going to hit. Okay, and a third attack. Same as before, 10 on the die. Yep, still will miss. Your AC is not 20 or higher, is it? It is not. So that's just a regular old miss. So you spend your turn just trying to swat at these ghosts with your axe, and unfortunately, you managed to clip Gwillem pretty good. Uh, Gwillem, it's your turn. <laughs> well, uh, Gwillem is going to move away from Borwin here. Um, well, still afraid of the ghosts, so um, they're flitting all around. He is guarding the... Or I guess Borwin is in front of the door uh, that we just came in from. So Gwillem will move further away from Borwin into the room and uh, go behind this table that's in the north corner of the room. So he will move the 20 feet over there and uh, get behind that table and from there, cast Detect Magic. Uh, see if there is anything in the area, perhaps, giving off a magical aura. So this whole chamber is just just chock full of necromantic energy. Okay, well, um, that is a movement and a two-action spell cast. So back up to the top of the order. The ghosts will swarm again, and they're going to attack. We're going to go after V this time. V, go ahead and make a will save. You got it. The 20? 20 is enough 
for that to be a regular success. However, I am Whoa. a wishborn poppet, which okay. means any success that I get on saving throw against an emotion or fear effect, I instead get a critical success. This is an emotion and fear effect, so that works out. So it counts as a critical success. So uh, you are unaffected, and you are temporarily immune for 24 hours. Yours. Also, an additional little bonus here, you realize that these things could probably be frightened away. Okay. So it's going to also attack, because it can do this up to three times in a turn, it's going to do its attack against Borwin as well. So Borwin, you get to make another will save. Or on the will save. Four. That is... Uh, so unfortunately, that is going to be a critical failure. Dang. So let's roll some damage here. Ooh. It's max damage. Oof. Oh. It's going to hit you for a total of 28 as this swarm of ghosts just panics you to the point of uh, mental damage. Borwin's just going to start to hyperventilate. Uh, as that's happening, he'll fall back onto the wall and then slide down and go limp. Uh-oh, I think he's down. Uh, uh, final one is going to go after Gwillem. Gwillem, make a will save. Okay. Uh, Gwillem rolls a 17 on the will save. Unfortunately, that is a failure. You're going to take six points of mental damage. Gwillem will... Uh, slump down behind the table. Oh, no. Brutal. That's two people in one round. V, your turn. The power of Saren Ray compels you! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> uh, so, no, actually, um, she is going to yell at the ghosts. Bissel Beyond returns your grave, your curse on the living room ends here. You will end your torments! That's that was uh, supposed to be like a Intimidate or religion? Can I make that religion? You you can make a religion test. Yeah, go for it. And <laughs> uh, oh. uh, can I uh, re-roll that, please? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and give up that tasty hero point card. I will give up my hero point to try that again. It's even worse. Fuck. I can't. <laughs> You're rolling like trash. Um, I am. Fuck. There's nothing we can do about this. Yeah, there's, there's um, no, no amount of boofing that's going to help this right now. We just need to... <laughs> boofing is something different. Um, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, that is not... does not do the job. All right. You still got another action, right? You got two more. I got two more actions. We are going to get these boys back up. Okay, so... I need to make a nature check to move Henry. Uh, very passionately urging this little dog on, please. Oh, wait, 12. That'll actually do it because he's frightened four still. Oh, there you, there you go. It works to your advantage this this one time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So we're going to take Henry and we're going to run over to her, uh, William. With her hand glowing, she's going to tap him and give him the six points of healing with the... I forget what it's called. <laughs> Lay on hands. So you get six hit points and you are back to consciousness. All right. 
Okay, so that's going to bring us back to Jack. Okay. So following V's lead, Jack is going to try to appeal to the spirits to let go of their earthly bonds. I know not what keeps you here, but it's not natural. Go on to your next phase of your life. Leave this world behind. And I would like to use religion to see if I can try to get these spirits to go bye-bye. Yeah, go for it. 13. Is that going to be enough? No, a 13 is too low. Okay, I'm going to spend one of my hero point cards to re-roll that then. Oh, there we go. Alright. Okay, so, yeah, let me go ahead and re-roll that then. Religion. Fuck. Oh, even worse. So that did not work. You still have two more actions. What would you like to do? Alright, I will uh, try to intimidate these ghosts away. Just by doing just frustrated shouts. Okay, so you sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Pretty much, yeah, just... <laughs> 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 it's like a little bit of like Yosemite Sam as well. But, okay, just, just roll the goddamn yeah. dice. 17. <laughs> oh my god, so fucking close. Um, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately that doesn't do it. Um, I think you still got one left. Jack is just going to take a parry stance. Okay. Or when you're still knocked out, you got to roll to try to stabilize, or you got the option to give up all your action points. I'll roll to stabilize. That'll be just a base twenty. I think so. If I remember, it's just like a flat check, in which the DC is your dying um, amount. Okay, I got a twelve on the die. I think that's good. Yeah, I yep. was going to say, you should be at the dying 2 from that. Yes, so 12 is going to be enough for you to stabilize. So you're no longer dying. All of your dying condition turns into the wounded condition. So you want to add that value. There we go. Okay, Gwillem, your turn. Back on your feet after receiving that healing. Yeah, Gwillem has just come to. He had slumped back against uh, the wall and slid down, so he will uh, stand up. Um had seen uh, Jack's attempts to get rid of the ghosts non-combatively and uh, will try to just do it better. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> How rude. Trying to fall back on uh, just uh, a couple centuries of experience, we're going to go ahead and uh, give the religion check here. Fifteen is less than seventeen, so that will miss. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and, unfortunately, it doesn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, the uh, chanting still is not working. Trying to um, get these ghosts away uh, religiously. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and, and try an intimidate check as well. We'll see how intimidating Willem can be with his small, small self. Uh, that is a 16, will fail as Intimidate as he just kind of squeaks from under his hood. Get away! <laughs> <laughs> You're right, that's Intimidate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's worth a shot, but it just, somehow, it doesn't work out. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Initiative 104. Yeah, I was oh, going to yeah, say, there's 104 <laughs> ghosts now. <laughs> don't worry about that, I don't know how that happened. 
is higher than anybody. So that's all I need. Uh, it's supposed to hit 26. I don't know how I got to 104. But anyhow, the ghosts are going to dart around again. And they're going to try to strike out against Jack. Jack, go ahead and give me a will save. Will do. That was going to be a 19. Okay, so that is enough to succeed. So you're only going to take half damage here. So you take four points of mental damage, again, from these ghosts swarming through your body. Okay. That's going to go after... Oh, man. You know, we haven't... Oh, we haven't gone after the dog. Oh, no. Let's get Henry to make a... Yeah, no, let's get Henry to make a will save. That should be a five. Oh, Henry! Oh, no. Oh, no. That's even less because he's frightened. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's that's a critical failure, so he's going to take, oof, 18 damage. Oh, my poor puppy is standing, but he's very hurt. Ooh, oh, yeah. all right, so it's got one more attack. It's going to go after you, V. Go ahead and give me... No, they cannot, your wheels because save. I critically succeeded. You're right. You're right. So they try anyway, but it doesn't do anything. So then, V, it goes to you. Ugh. Oh, I'm very pissed about that. So we're going to do another yell at them. But the guy didn't let the sound that your oldest man will be severed. Return to your grave. Get another religion check. 19. Hey. Oh, so close. <laughs> Unfortunately, you, you, it doesn't quite do it. Oh my god. Unfortunately, your your faith is not strong enough to banish these ghosts. You have to truly believe. He just yells then. Intimidation check. Twenty! <laughs> That'll do it. Finally. Twenty is yeah. <laughs> Twenty is enough actually for the intimidation. Um, with that, you just, you yell in frustration, and it's loud enough, it gets their attention, and they flee, they scatter one by one, they jump underneath the wreckage of the table, under the rubble and debris, and you see them all just entering into the bones, and they vanish from the chamber. Uh, with combat over, Gwillem is going to make his way over to Borwin and uh, assess the situation. Well, situation's not good. Borwin is... Oh, he's recovered. He's not dying. But he's not doing much. He's slumped over there, kind of breathing heavily and uh, murmuring incoherently to himself. Okay. Um, so, seeing that, Gwilym will turn back to Jack and say... Well, Jack, it seems uh, we'll need to see your sewing hand. I need you to work on my back here, uh, and I'll work on Borwin. V has hopped off of Henry, and she's just trying to comfort him, shushing him. She's just upset that he's all hurt. Well, it doesn't take too long for him to mellow back out once the ghosts disappear. You put in the efforts, and Henry dials it back down. Seems to compose himself. 
Meanwhile, Borwin is still in a slump, murmuring to himself in the corner. Yeah, um, so Gwillem will kind of right himself even more and uh, say, uh, Well, Jack, it seems that uh, my sewing arm won't be what it should be. I'll need some help. And I think Borwin will need your help as well, if you can practice your sewing. Right, of course. <clears throat> uh, V, how was, uh, what's his name? Henry? Lee, I'm Lee. He is not looking good, but I think it will be fine. He, he does not eat. Ah, I'm sorry. Are you? Sorry. No, uh, no, no. That was that was me messing up. <laughs> that okay. that me. Is you apologizing in French? Well, let me let me try. Well, to... Let me patch these two up first, and I'll see what I can do with uh, Henry. If if you. Or, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Let me see if I can patch these two up first, and then I can see what I can do with Henry. Give me ten minutes and I can up off the earring. Jack is going to go up to Gwillem first and attempt a medicine check to see if he can heal his wounds. Go for it. Ugh. Thirteen. Unfortunately, no. It's a failure, so you are locked out of that skill check again for another hour. Against him, or just, uh... Him. Can I also... Okay. You spend ten minutes trying to patch up his wounds, and... Unfortunately, it's... It's it's mental damage, you know? It's from ghosts. You you don't know what to stitch. Oh, Sorry, mate. I... Uh, actually, his damage is mostly just from, uh... <laughs> the axe attack that Borwin did. Oh, you're right. I'm thinking <laughs> of the, I'm, I'm looking at the wrong guy. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Sorry, Gwillem, I'm still a little shaken. I, I can't keep my hand steady. I'll wait, I'll wait until V is ready to help. Please, help Orwin. Right. Uh, I'm going to spend the next ten minutes trying to see what I can do for Borwin. Ooh! Critical. Oh! With uh, 22 total. <laughs> cool, with a critical go. success, you get to roll 48 for the healing you do for Borwin. Cool. 21. Ooh. There you go. 21 hit points back. That brings me close to max. <laughs> brings you to 21. <laughs> okay. okay. So. <clears throat> With Jack's confidence faltering from failing to help Gwillem, he steals himself. Come on, Chacon. You know what you're doing here. Breathe it out. He lets his instincts and muscle memory take over, and before he knows it, Borwin is all patched up. Good as new. Awesome. Good job. Now, that also removes his wounded conditions. Is that correct? Pretty sure it does. Oh, sweet. Alright, cool. Alright, so then you are no longer wounded, my friend. After Jack moves to help Borwin, V comes over to William and lays hands on him, healing him for six hit points. Then she goes right back into prayer. Thank you. Thank you very much. Gwilym, however, does still carry one wound at the moment. One step closer to the grave. I'm about to break! <laughs> <laughs> Borwin's just gonna come to shake his head and look at his surroundings and see that Gwilym has a giant gash 
and just starts to awkwardly fall back because he realized what he's done. Yes, Barwin, take a good look. Do you remember? <laughs> I specifically said the one thing not to do was to hit me with the axe. I, 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 I didn't know what came over me. I didn't mean well, to. Pull it together. <laughs> it was not 24 hours ago. I said, please, don't hit me with your axe. And you said... Don't worry, I won't hit you with the axe. <laughs> 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 right, so, uh... In Boren's defense, he didn't know that ghosts exist. So. I, I love it. Also, I love that. Like the the further we go, the more uh, Gwillem is turning into the monarch, and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> he has little patience for not for, for not shenanigans. For yes. not getting yeah. uh, little patience for getting for getting not hit with an axe. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's something that just really like that that one that just, thing just really grinds his gears. Just pisses me off. All right, so. All right, going back into role playing mode here. Yeah, yeah. Let's get back to looking it. over uh, Borwin one more time and satisfied with his work. V is going to V. God damn it! Don't you tell me what I do. V is going to judge. <laughs> Anyway, <clears throat> looking over Borwin one more time, satisfied with his work, Jack is going to get up and begin walking towards Henry. He's going to take a quick glance at V for approval before he begins his work. Uh, he has patiently been waiting his turn. I would appreciate a little help with this. Right. Never, I never tried to do any kind of surgery or stitching up wounds on an animal before, but let's see what I can do. I didn't think it would be too different, just keep the blood inside his body. <laughs> Ugh, got a six. I'm gonna use my last hero point to just re-roll that. Okay. Hey, 20. There we hey, go. Hey, that's much better. It's gonna be a success. So you do the regular amount of healing, which is 2d8. Okay. Ugh. That's not so good, though. Uh, five hit points. B would have also used a lay on hands and have been recharging during that time, so that will be 11 hit points. Now, also remember, Jack, if you succeed at your check, you can continue treating the target to grant additional healing. Oh, but that'll take an hour. I'm just saying he can. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you guys want to spend an hour sitting here? Mm. Jack is probably not going to feel too comfortable staying in this room for another hour, so I'm going to say probably not. I think we need to find a safer spot. Oh, that's or... fair, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now that we're all up, I think we're going to be okay for a little bit. Uh, v will go back over and retrieve her lance, since I did not mention that earlier. Well, Jack, uh, I'm not sure we liked this choice of door. Indeed. You know what? Honestly, if I see something like that again, I'm going to say anything before I even breathe in that direction. Well, everyone, do we go back and try one of the uh, doors in the main corridor, or shall we try this small door in this room? Either way, I have an idea of where one of those beasts went off to. However, it is probably far off by now. Regardless, it might lead us to where they are all old up. I'm hesitant to leave so many 
unopened doors behind us, however. We've already been in between two groups of enemies, and I don't mean to find ourselves in that situation again. I do not mind clearing out this door closer to our exit to be sure nothing springs out when we try to leave. That is my vote as well. Jack? Jack is going to nod, not really saying anything. Borwin will also nod in agreement. Okay, well then, uh, go right ahead, Borwin. I think this door is yours to open. He'll, uh, approach the door. Borwin's gonna check the door for traps. Gwillem will take a step back. No, there's no traps, just another door, similar to the other ones. The same wooden door with iron banding that's ancient. And Borwin's gonna reach for the handle and try to open the door. You push the door open. It reveals another chamber. The first thing you notice in this chamber is on your immediate left an old ruined wooden staircase that spirals up towards the hole in the ceiling leading up to what was once the second floor. The second thing you notice is on your right to the west. There's a wall completely blown out exposing this chamber directly to the fog vent in its dense mists. A dead frog the size of a horse lays sprawled in the collapse of this wall. The back legs of it have been bitten off at the hip. Orwin's just gonna take it one step deeper inside. It's just the frog in the stairs. There's nothing of danger in here, right? No, all you see in here is that staircase, the rubble, Smash through the wall there with the most of a giant frog sticking out of it and another pile of rubble in the center of the chamber from the hole in the ceiling. However, as you get closer, the corpse of the giant frog begins to move, pulse and throb. Oren pulls out his axe and takes a step back. Just as you begin to backpedal out of the room, the frog lurches. Its mouth is thrown open. From its gaping maw emerge two enormous maggots with the faces of men. The glistening, translucent horrors surge towards you with a nauseating, peristaltic motion. It's time for initiative. Woohoo! Oh so, we've discussed before how you can use other things to roll for initiative. Yeah. Can <laughs> Quill abuse impatience <laughs> <laughs> from everybody's failures? Uh, what skill is impatience? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll shut up. So those of you that haven't entered the chamber yet, if you want to use stealth, you can. You've got that option. Mm, no, nah, I think I'm going to stick with perception right now. I'm a doll and a dog. I'm not very stealthy. Be rolled a 23. Gwillem's got a 24. Orwin rolled an 8 on his initiative. Jack's got a 20. And my two giant maggots come in at 8 and 12. So, Gwillem, you're going to come in first. So, from where you are, you've just seen Borwin open the door, step inside, and then draw his axe and step back into the doorway. What now, Borwin? What could possibly frighten you so much in there? And Gwillem will just kind of continue on as he takes a couple steps forward into the room. And now that you're inside, you're able to make out these two gigantic human-faced maggots, very similar to the one 
that you saw in the other chamber. Okay, great. Um, well, I remember that if you hit them, they'll squirt. So I'm gonna stay. <laughs> I'm gonna stay. <laughs> uh, Gwillem will continue his movement after seeing these and go up the stairs um, five, ten more feet uh, to get up a ways and hopefully out of the way. The stairs creak and give ever so slightly as you try to go up them. They don't feel stable. There's not too much left of the stairs anyway. You've got about another five feet ahead of you, and then they just crumble down into a pile of wreckage. Okay. So that was 5, 10, 15, 20. That was 25 for me to get there, so that was one action. Um, and although slightly doubting this staircase, we are going to try to go for the attack on... From where I am, I can see both of them. I'll do the one that is closest towards the stairs, which is all the way against the western wall. We're going to go ahead and go for an acid splash. I hope uh, hope he loves this little thing. That is an attack roll, and I rolled a nine. The shimmering green orb goes wide, slams into the wall with a sizzle. Okay, well, um, acid splash is a two-action cantrip, so that is Gwillem's turn. Which brings us right to V. V wouldn't have been mounted on Henry at this point. Hearing the sounds of a spell being cast, probably a lot easier than Gwillem. She will manage to run through Borwin's legs, and then seeing these creatures remembers having puked from them before. So let me see how far I can move. Yeah, okay. Uh, she's gonna move over to the east, get near below where those stairs are at, and with her 10-foot range on that lance, is gonna do an attack on the closer maggot. Not gonna hit! It's a nine! They're... Uh, I don't even know how you would miss a giant maggot. Um, yes. But you do. The, <laughs> like like just this? Too far, just too far <laughs> away, the, the point just doesn't quite connect as she wants to. Yeah, they're... they're... Uh, more nimble than you expected. <laughs> Jiggles out of the way. Yeah, it, it, it writhes slowly out of the way. Is that two actions? Two more? actions. Can I aid Borwin in his attack? Uh, how are you doing that? Um, by distracting the maggot with my lance. I don't know, like a cat with like a point. Like, ooh, look at this. <laughs> okay, so you're going to... You're gonna try to distract it with your lance. Okay, cool. Okay, so that's gonna that's an attack roll, right? It will be as a reaction on Borwin's turn when he goes to do his thing. So don't forget about it, because I will. Okay. And now Jack. Hearing the fighting from the room to the south, Jack is going to rush past Borwin. Upon seeing these two giant maggots, Jack immediately remembers that these things spray vomit when they're struck. So he moves into the corner of the room furthest from his companions, right next to one of them. Then, Jack's going to devise a stratagem while recalling knowledge to try to remember any strengths that these things might have. That is not a good roll. So, unfortunately, in the heat of the moment, you can't remember anything else about these things. Alright. Well, Jack can still plot his attack with that same action, so let's see here. That's a 15 on the die, so that'll be a 22 total. Yeah, 22 will do it. <laughs> oh, I like that. So what Jack will do is, knowing that these things like to bite people, 
He's going to leave himself open for its attack, and just as it moves for a bite, he slips to the side and thrust! He stabs the Mac in the side for... Ugh, six damage. And before you're able to get out of the way, the thing spews forth the bile-soaked remnants of that frog that it's been eating. You take a direct hit from the yellow... Uh, sludge. Make a fortitude save. Will do. Ugh, that's not good. That is a 10 total. Okay, so since you failed, you are sickened one. Okay, got it. So, then it's their turn, so it's going to move in and attack you. Okay. Does a 25 hit you? It does. Not a crit, Oof. though. Okay, good. It moves forward... Dodges a well. I mean, you you try you stabbed it uh, in the side. So um, after spraying vomit all over around it, it's, it lurches to the left and it attacks you, biting into your leg with a pretty solid blow. Owie! It gets you for five damage. All right. And it latches onto you with its terrible humanoid bicuspids. Oh no! Ah! Oh, it gets worse. Its next ability is called. No flesh. The maggot starts chewing. Oh, what the hell? Three points of damage. No, that's not so bad. This is slashing damage instead of piercing, if that matters. Uh, it does not, not with my armor. So you get to make a reflex save. Okay. Ugh, nine. Oh, Ooh, that's a, a crit failure. fail, too. That's a critical failure, indeed. So, that's going to be double damage, so it gets you for an additional three damage. Fuck. This thing is just just eating your leg. Actively chewing and eating your leg. So, basically what happens is Jack stabs this thing. This thing turns around, pukes on him, and bites him, grabs him, and just starts... Tearing into his flesh just by just chew, gnawing on his leg. Chewing, just actively Jack eating. is it's screaming at this point now. <laughs> it is eating you. That is very insect-like. <laughs> yeah, awful. Alright, so the next one slurms its way over and attacks Borwin in the doorway. It's the closest thing it can see. So it's going to make an attack with those terrible teeth. Does a 22 hit you, Borwin? Uh, 22 does hit. Okay, not a critical though, right? I'm sure you got more than 12. That will be an right, so it... attack of retribution. Attack oh, the retribution strike. strike! Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, well, let's, let's finish up its attack and then we'll have you go. Yeah. Yep. So that's for four damage. But that will only be one. Because of your, your paladin ability. Yes. Excellent. And then you get to make a counter strike, don't you? Yes, I do. Go for it. 20! 20 is definitely a hit. It's gonna be 9 damage on that boy. It squirms towards you and bites at you and manages to, to make contact, but just before it's able to really latch on, it gets a, a wicked blow from V's lance, causing it to deflect some of the damage and also hurting the thing pretty badly. It does still grab onto you with that bite, though, and starts just spraying vomit all around it. And that's going to affect Borwin and V. You're both directly in range for that. So I need both of you guys to make a fortitude save. 
Got a crit on that. Nice. That's 27 to save. Nice. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna use a hero point. I rolled a nine, but I want to reroll it. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, so total. So you are sickened one, Borwin. V, you are not. And then this thing's got another action. It's got uh, one of these gnaw flesh attacks against you. So you get to make a reflex save, Borwin. Keep in mind the penalty from that sickened condition. With a minus one, that'll be an 18. You take ugh, 10 damage as the maggot begins to eat you alive. It's like some kind of all-you-can-be-eaten buffet up in here. No? Nothing? All right. Borwin, it's your turn. Um, Seeing that this thing is now gnawing at his leg. Yeah, it's a little bit awful. Eh. Borwin's going to immediately react to the bite by swinging his axe with both of his arms directly on top of the creature. Now, I did say I was going to aid this check, his attack. You did. So So that'll be an 18 plus whatever aid V can provide. Okay, so I just roll an attack. That 17 plus 2. Okay, so unfortunately that is not high enough to give him the bonus. But does an 18 hit the DC of these creatures? An 18 is going to hit. That's going to be 14 slashing damage to the creature. That is going to be enough to kill it. So how do, what does that look like? As the maggot is gnawing at Borwin's leg, he's going to start panicking. He remembers a time where his dad got his leg pinned under a log and just is going to begin hacking at the creature, trying to get himself free. Nice. One down. It's one action. So you're no longer grabbed. You're free to move about the cabin. Okay. I'm still second, right? Yeah. Okay. But seeing that Jack's also going through the same situation, Borwin's going to move over to the slug here. I've got blanket. And... <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> <laughs> No, like I was thinking the same thing immediately. After, like, like as you said that, so I was just like, "Yes, yeah, okay, yeah." All yeah. right, yeah. You move, you move around into a flanking position through the rubble behind this giant maggot. Go for it. What else? He's going to do a second strike. Okay, go for it. Shit, the fumble. Ooh. All right, let's see what we get. You know, I've gotten. I don't even know how many fumble cards, but uh, we haven't even laid out the critical hit deck yet. <laughs> but uh, I want to say we're averaging like probably like three fumbles per turn or per combat. But uh, let's get it. Yeah. So with your <laughs> melee weapon, it says pinprick. You take one persistent bleed damage. So you manage to just cut your finger just a little bit on the axe. So you're taking one point of bleed damage per turn. Then we go back to Gwillem, up on the steps. Uh, liking his perch of safety, uh, <laughs> <laughs> everybody now in the room will hear Splaz Acid, and a green burst of light will come forth from Gwillem's hand and rush towards the remaining maggot. Thirteen to hit. That is a hit. All right, so five acid damage. 
Yeah, the acid slams into the side of the maggot and starts to sizzle away at its gross, translucent flesh. It does five acid damage and one additional splash damage. So five damage to the maggot, and then... Ooh, one to Borwin and to one to Jack. Splashes. Well, the acid damage is to help with the pain of the gnawing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's just, you know, it's just, a, just a little bit of revenge. That's all. <laughs> yeah, just, a, just a little bit. Just a little Put bit. on me? <laughs> you uh, that's, that's, that's called prevenge. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, uh, v, your turn. Alright. V will take one step forward, get within that 10 foot range, and I uh, will do another attack on this guy. Oh, that's a. That's a gonna be a one on the dice. So nice oh, critical failure. Like I, it's it is nonstop with the fumbles. Oh Gosh, man! Get, like what are you doing? <laughs> okay. Hey. Uh, so let's see. We got another melee attack here. This is it says overextended. You trigger reactions as if you had used a move action. Hey, that's not bad. This thing can't do anything with that. So that's probably the best fumble card you could have drawn hey. in this situation. So not too bad. Hooray. <laughs> Still a miss though. Yeah, so I think we're just gonna do another aid for Jack there. Oh, okay. Same, same, same kind of setup. You're gonna just try to distract it. Stabbing at its feet, distracting it. Jack, your turn. You've got this thing eating you alive. Indeed. So I would like to try to get out of its jaws. So I think I need to roll a reflex save, I think. So you can try to escape. You're gonna make an unarmed attack roll against this thing's athletics DC. Oh, okay. Alright then. Here comes the fist. Ooh! Even with the uh, sickened condition, that is going to be a 23. That is plenty. You managed to pry the thing off of your leg. Oh, sweet freedom! Alright, now that Jack can think, he'll form a plan of attack. Let's see. Ugh, an eight. Uh, with the plus seven, minus one for being sick. So it's going to be a 14. And don't forget my distraction. I got a 24 to aid. So Jack gets plus one. Ooh, neat. All right. So then with V's help distracting the maggot, I think that a 15 will do it. So Jack uses his analytical mind to figure out where exactly the jawbone is anchored to this thing's head. <laughs> And he uses V's distraction to precisely insert his rapier into the joint, thrusting in. Nice. The attack does ugh, six damage. Okay, well, six wait, 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 wait. Okay. It does an extra D6 for my strategic strike. I keep on forgetting about that. Yeah. So, make that 11 damage. Nice. 11's actually going to kill the thing. Really? Yep. Nice. Well then, Jack drives the rapier in deeper than he planned, and he performs a lobotomy. <laughs> Alright, so... The second giant maggot twitches one last time, and then it slides off your blade, now covered in maggot brain goo. The sounds of battle are replaced with a moment of tender silence. Alright. So Jack is just going to slump to the floor, just looking absolutely haggard. Getting a little tired of every room we're going into, there being something trying to kill us. Yeah, Jack just doesn't say anything, he just nods weakly. So now that we have a time to just uh, chill out a second, looking around the room, where are we? Well, 
There's a pile of rubble from the smashed-in ceiling. You've got a pile of rubble from the smashed-in wall. And you've got the destroyed staircase. You've got two doors that lead out of here besides the one that you came in through. So to the southwest, there's another door. And on the eastern wall, there's a door. You also have one arrow slit on the southern wall. If you peer out through it, you can barely make out the gatehouse that you came in through. Okay. Also in the pile of rubble, near where everyone's gathered, there's the remains of that massive frog. Well, I am not sure about you folks, but I just don't see a very safe place to be able to relax and, uh, well, to gather ourselves. As V, you said, there's been an attack everywhere we've been. I personally would like a, a moment to reset. I need to perhaps prepare differently for the rest of this trip. I don't feel too bad from that fight. So there's one final door that I could give a little peek to be sure there's nothing in there and maybe that will be a spot to us. Third time's the charm, you say? You know, just give me, give me one moment here. So Willem will reach in and uh, kind of coax out Rupert now that the commotion is over to draw some energy from Rupert to restore a spell slot with the Drain Familiar ability. So I will restore one spell slot with drawing this magical energy that I've already stored within. He, uh, he gives you a little little nuzzle on the cheek, and it, it does the job. Restores your arcane powers. Okay, so that's going to restore my magic missile spell slot. Well, which door is it going to be, V? Well, that's clouds unknown. Hold on, hold on. Look, let me do this first. Jack is going to try to retch to get rid of the sickness. Yeah, you gotta get down with that. Indeed. Uh, that's just a flat check, right? No, it's a uh, fortitude tiff. Fortitude, okay. Uh, 16. 16's actually the exact right amount, so you can go ahead and reduce that sickened condition by one. Nice. Okay, so I'm no longer sickened at all then. Cool. Jack is going to stand up after he retches, and he's going to say, Before we go, <clears throat> do you think you could maybe stitch me up a little bit? I'm right on death's door, I feel like. Well, yes. <laughs> yes. After some thought, Gwillem does decide that he, he does have a moment to be able to do this. So Gwillem will spend, uh, will, will walk over and meet Jack and spend ten minutes trying to stitch him up. Help him feel better, maybe apply a poultice. As you're walking past uh, Borwin, you also notice that he's bleeding. <laughs> Just from the one finger, from the pinky. Well, like, it's because it's, it's, it's a bleed does. effect. It's it's still going on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta take a point of damage and then make your fortitude save. Or it's a it's a flat check. I'm sorry, pardon me. A, a flat check. That's a nine on the die. Oh, yep. You take another point of damage. So that'll that'll stop your bleed effect too. And how about that medicine check going on over there? Bang, alright, 20 on the medicine check. Hey, there you go. 
That's good for 2d8. Uh, that will be 8 damage healed. <clears throat> uh, thank you, uh, Gwillem. I'm feeling much better now. Ah, certainly, certainly. Well, V suggests that we carry on. Are we able to? Uh, I'm still feeling a little beat up, but yeah, I think I can keep going. How about you, big guy? Barwin doesn't respond. Right. Well, let's get going. <laughs> well, V, the other two have opened the first two doors. Would you, would you do the honors? Okay, we'll go up to the door, passively see if there's any traps on it. Okay, so let's roll perception for you. What's your modifier on there? My perception is not that good. Let me see. Four. Okay. You check the door, and it's just like all the other doors you've come across. Wooden, iron banding, no traps, no locks, no mechanisms. Very simple. All right. With her strong little wooden arm, she'll push open the door. Your strong little wooden arm pushes the strong wooden door, and you are promptly met with the noise of flapping wings. And you see inside the biggest fly you've seen in your life. It's giant compound eyes twitching and shimmering in the light that's faintly gleaming in from Gwillem's light spell. And then... I close the door. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> All right, I guess that's it then. Nah, I'm kidding. No, uh, we just went, yeah. nope. You, you go to close the door, but it's too late. The fly moves into attack. Next time on the Four Glory Podcast. <laughs>